And now for a look at Ukraine's rich Jewish heritage, then and now, brought to you by the Ukrainian Jewish Encounter based in Toronto, Ontario. If you're a regular listener to Nash Holos, you'll be very familiar with the name Ukrainian Jewish Encounter. This Toronto-based, privately organized multinational initiative sponsors the long-running series on the show, Ukrainian Jewish Heritage. This series of vignettes, cultural capsules and interviews has opened a window on this hitherto little-known aspect of the Ukrainian experience. Ukrainian Jewish Encounter, or UJE, engages scholars, civic leaders, artists, governments, and the broader public throughout Ukraine, Israel, and the diasporas. It organizes many conferences that facilitate broader dialogue and understanding, as well as public education projects. One such project is an exhibition entitled A Journey Through the Ukrainian Jewish Encounter from Antiquity to 1914. This exhibit was created by UJE and co-funded by Citizenship and Immigration Canada. It premiered in Toronto in 2015 and also travelled to Winnipeg and Edmonton. This project is far from finished, however. Alti Rodol is co-director of the Ukrainian Jewish Encounter. She is a historian, writer, former professor of Jewish history, and official advisor to the Government of Canada. She was educated at McGill, Oxford, and Hebrew universities in history and literature. Her research and writing has focused on aspects of identity, Jewish history and culture, and intercommunal relations. I recently had the privilege and pleasure to speak with Alti on Skype to find out what has happened since with this exhibit, as well as some exciting collaborative developments on the horizon. Welcome back to Nasholos Alti. Thank you. Well, it's just great to have you, and I know that it's been a while since we've spoken, and you've been very busy since then on this project. So I take it that went well. Uh, yes, yes, it went uh, very well. Uh, I just want to point out uh, your introduction was uh, beautiful. I would add, though, that the exhibit also came to Montreal in oh. both English and French, and uh, it was held in two locations. Uh, the core exhibit uh, was in a building, a heritage building, which used to be a prominent synagogue in downtown Montreal. And uh, interestingly, uh, is now the home of the Ukrainian National Federation of Canada. Isn't that an interesting and, coincidence? <laughs> yes. And uh, Ukrainian Canadians who have lived in Montreal will remember it as the place where they, especially when they were teenagers, the place where they would go for uh, for dances and so on. Yeah. <laughs> and the other part of the uh, 2015 exhibit uh, was held at the Jewish Public Library. And what's interesting about that is that uh, uh, the library has a, a, a very impressive collection of uh, rare books printed in Ukraine in the from the 18th century on. Wow. And they brought these out in display cases uh, in conjunction with our exhibit uh, we prepared a few exhibit panels on Hebrew Yiddish printing in Ukraine, and they added the actual um, uh, books that were printed in Ukraine. Uh, so that was an interesting addition in Montreal. Very interesting. I think a new topic for me for uh, for this series, Ukrainian Jewish Heritage. Uh, who knew about uh, Ukrainian and Yiddish printing? Uh, well, there's a lot to be said there. Yeah. 
Yeah, but uh, for another time. Uh, for now, though, um, you've had quite a bit of success with that exhibit. I was sad that it didn't come out here to the West Coast. Well, I should mention that uh, we had the expressions of interest uh, from a number of cities that we bring the that traveling exhibit to their communities. It was always uh, intended for uh, community centers or venues that are not museums oh, wow. uh, and as such. Uh, and uh, um, the exhibit in the Canadian venues was really very well received and word got around. And uh, there was interest in New York, both from the Ukrainian museum there and the Jewish museum to do something jointly. Uh, there was interest in Chicago and in California. We put those uh, requests on hold because at the same time, there was also uh, interest from the Royal Ontario Museum in Toronto. Yeah. And uh, we put together a proposal, which they accepted. And uh, we've been working uh, with the ROM now on such an exhibit uh, planned for the early part of 2020. And it's quite exciting to see uh, how the potential that a museum can bring to an exhibit is being applied to the themes and stories uh, that we had in our community exhibit. What do you mean? Oh, talking about artifacts in particular, mm -hmm. uh, but mm -hmm. also in animating the story of the encounter in ways which are very concrete and vivid and engaging for people of all ages. Uh, for example, recreating a marketplace or a tavern or having a road that with signs to the different points of interest and life in a shtetl, which means a small village. Mm -hmm. And this, this is uh, quite interesting for someone who is more used to text and, uh, and even images. Our exhibit in 2015 uh, was really um, limited to a series of exhibit panels which we tried to also enliven with a number of videos which brought uh, sound and uh, music uh, and more moving images uh, to, to the exhibit. And I think that worked very well, but there's so much more potential that uh, experts in museum displays can bring to such reaching out to a larger public. Oh, for sure. And if so, museums have certainly come a long way since you and I were very young, definitely. Yes, for sure. So it was very popular, you were saying, and you got a lot of good feedback on the exhibit. And you're doing something else about it. You're not part of the feedback, which was a kind of refrain that we heard from visitors, uh, both during their visit to the exhibits, and also the notes that they left for us and, and emails and uh, the visitors books. Uh, will there be a catalog? Is there a catalog? Mm -hmm. they, they really wanted to have a catalog. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, my colleague, Raya Shadursky from the Ukrainian Jewish Encounter, uh, kept this uh, interest in mind and just uh, in recent months uh, brought the idea forward that we should still produce such a catalog book because uh, the ROM is doing its own exhibit and it will have its own catalog. And it would be a shame not to have some continuity from what we had done uh, two years ago. Indeed. So uh, this is now an illustrated book. I call it a booklet because it's not that many pages and there's not that much text, but there are many images and uh, it's beautifully produced. Uh, the designers were very uh, impressive in, in how they put this together. It's really uh, 
hugely appreciated and um, it's going to be published in English and in Ukrainian, uh, hopefully by this summer. Yes, and I think it can be called a book because it is really a beautiful piece of work. And uh, I want to thank you for sending me the first or the most recent draft, which certainly looks like it's ready to go to uh, to print right now. It uh, the the images are stunning. Uh, the text is really uh, it's it's perfect because it's not too long, it's not too short, and it does tend to um, to evoke interest in finding out more. Um, to you know, to go and uh, read a book with more detail. Mm-hmm. The aim we had in putting it together is to include uh, the different perspectives on issues. It's not only chronological; it also treats themes. And on these themes, there are different narratives, and we bring them together in in one text uh, for people to appreciate the perspectives that they're not familiar with. And this is what I think piques curiosity. And uh, we have in the back further readings. And also our website will be carrying additional information on these themes and particular presentations uh, on these themes. Uh, so the, uh, the aim is indeed for this to be an entry point into uh, appreciating the very rich Ukrainian and Jewish heritages and the encounter between the two. What is really good, and I'd like to compliment you certainly on uh, whoever was writing the text, but it, it is, um, as I'd said before, thought provoking, but it's all, it's very fair and it's very balanced and very compassionate to both parties. And it really does, I think, I came away with a sense, um, of, uh, you know, reconciliation between the two is very, you know, very possible and very exciting journey that is being embarked on so and it, it invites the public to join on this exciting journey so i'm looking forward to when that book will be available as i should mention also uh, that uh, though i actually am the person who wrote the text it did go through nine or ten scholars ukrainian jewish and other experts on the different periods and their input was very interesting and valuable so that it's, uh, in a sense, a, a product of, of the different perspectives. Well, that just underscores, that confirms what I just said then about um, the exciting opportunity now and, and the um, the foundation is built for this great dialogue. And I think perhaps we can even set uh, an example, I hope not too conceited to say this, but it's set an example for other communities that are in, that have been in conflict in the past because I got a sense that, you know, that is in the past and now we're on a new, a new path to learn about the past, but also to forge new relationships, new alliances, and learn new things going forward together and building a new society, perhaps, or just a better world together. So, you know, very exciting. There is certainly a uh, segment of the Ukrainian population now, in particular the younger generation, who are hungry for such a bringing together of these two histories and addressing issues that uh, have been difficult and painful and uh, controversial. Mm-hmm. I should mention that the exhibit in 2015 and the booklet uh, is from ancient times to 1914. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it doesn't treat the issues that are the most difficult issues of, of the 20th century. And um, it is our intent to follow up with 
that portion of the history as well. But in the meantime, we felt it was so important for gaining an appreciation of the very long history up to 1914, because the events of the 20th century overwhelm that history and, and people forget about it mm-hmm. and just mm-hmm. focus on uh, the, you know, the pogroms of 1919 and the uh, World War II horrific events. Uh, those are not to be erased and whitewashed and forgotten, uh, but at the same time, nor should the long history of coexistence. No, and uh, certainly it, it helps to put uh, the events of the 20th century in perspective. It, it you know, kind of builds a foundation of understanding to know that history. And yes, and the other, the other attempt that I think we succeeded in conveying, the theme that we wanted to convey was the, the broader context. The other peoples that were part of the story, the forces that were beyond the whatever Jews and Ukrainians did, the, the world forces, the Eastern European history, the different empires and uh, wars. And, I mean, all these are contexts that shaped the relationship between Jews and Ukrainians. Now, this the book is coming out in the summer. Uh, where is the exhibit? Has it been dismantled? The exhibit panels sit in a storage place <laughs> and uh, we're deciding what to do with them w- with the booklet with the book that we've produced uh, we've found additional beautiful images and uh, uh, and also modified the text somewhat and added and uh, improved it every time i read the text i I'm, i find things that could be said even better <laughs> so the the panels are there and uh, they're pretty good as they are as well and uh, we're we're prepared to show them as they are. And uh, some got damaged, of course, in the course of their travels sure. and they reproduced. So uh, they're there. And at the same time, there is a new uh, development uh, which uh, has to do with a project that UJE has launched very recently. It's at an early stage, and that is to bring content on Jewish history and Jewish heritage in Ukraine to Ukrainian museums in Ukraine. And uh, the museums that have been approached and have seen the 2015 exhibit panels love them as they are and uh, and are asking for them to come. We have plans to bring an adaptation of the 2015 exhibit in Ukrainian and in English, a bilingual version, to the Lviv Historical Museum in the spring of 2019 wow. and other yeah. other museum directors have approached us as well so because it's so early i, I won't talk about it yet mm-hmm. uh, but the interest is there and it goes very well together with other goals in the ukrainian jewish encounters mission which have to do with uh, education and commemoration excellent I'm speaking with Alti Rodol, a historian and expert on Jewish history and culture and co-director of Ukrainian Jewish Encounter, which sponsors Ukrainian Jewish heritage here on Nasholos Ukrainian Roots Radio. Join us next week for part two of this interview to find out about some of the exciting museum projects UJE is coordinating in Ukraine. So until then, Shalom. 
Ukrainian Jewish Heritage is brought to you by the Ukrainian Jewish Encounter, based in Toronto, Ontario. To find out more about their work, visit their website and follow them on Facebook and Twitter. Transcripts and audio files of this and earlier broadcasts of Ukrainian Jewish Heritage are available at their website, ukrainianjewishencounter.org, as well as at the Nasholos website, www.nasholos.com. Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now.